0: All right, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode here on the Lure Lab, episode 65, a part of the Serious Angler Network. And as always, I am your host, the captain, Andrew Full. And today we are diving into um, power fishing techniques for fishing in water temps around like that 40 to 50 degrees, which a lot of the country south of like kentucky right now is probably experiencing pushing all the way out midwest and west coast as we are frozen up here in the northeast but as we thaw here coming into the spring i've been starting to mess around with my tackle a little bit and i'm thinking about baits that i'm gonna throw this spring before i can get on erie to catch smallmouth but stuff that might target some of the inland lakes like our you love Finger Lakes here in New York and ways that I've caught them at the end of March and early April as water temps are steady in the upper 30s, low 40s and climbing every day until they hit that 50 mark and they start moving into like the pre-spawn areas. But um the biggest thing for this time of year, at least where we are at, is basically looking for where bait fish is, moving to main lake points that are really close to flats so i don't know if you've ever listened or if you tuned in to a serious angler network where we had brandon Polinick on but brandon did a really cool episode you can go find it on um, youtube he's talked about quite a few times like a triangle theory dive deep into that Um, but today all we're here to talk about is our favorite baits to throw power fishing wise around that 40 degree mark And this is when fish start becoming less lethargic and they want to start biting and eating. And there's no particular order, one through five. We're just going to go off with our five, Um, a couple colors that we like. I may not remember all the names of all the colors, so bear with me there. But names of the colors we like and our setups and fluorocarbon and uh, what lines we're throwing with them. And most of these are going to be hard baits with one wire bait mixed in so i think we're going to save the wire bait for last it's going to be a big player i bet coming up in one of the Bassmaster tournaments here in the near future so that's going to be really exciting to watch uh in march to give that one away i'm sure everyone knows who the favorite's going to be there but all right so diving in the first thing that i'm going to do in the spring is tie up these five baits and usually the depending on the conditions, which it could be windy and cloudy or windy and sunny. But I always want a little bit of movement on the water before I pick it up. And, you know, it's basically a staple. If you tuned in on Tuesday to the network, we had like the top 16 winter baits of like all time. And to nobody's surprise, this is probably going to be a jerk bait. It's the ultimate search tool when the water is really cold. You can fish it with certain cadences that you really like, Uh, you know, like a snap, pause, snap, snap, pause. Some people will pause it for 30 seconds, a minute. I can't do that. I need to constantly work it like five to six second pauses. And um, the jerkbait bite this time of year isn't so aggressive. A lot of times you'll just see your line when it's slack laying on the water kind of twitch or just subtly start pulling away or even swimming at you. And my three favorite jerk baits for this time of year. The first one I ever learned how to catch bass on was a Smithwick suspending rattling rogue, black with the orange belly, black chrome top, silver sides, and orange belly. This is a staple. There's been Bassmaster Classics one on. There's been very close Bassmaster Classic victories by Jason Christie. Uh, the rogue is something that just has always caught fish. It's a time old lure they've they still bite it today Uh, it's a little bit harder to cast than a lot of the newer jerk baits on the market but you can buy suspend dots kind of weight it to the way you like uh size six hooks on it so gear it up and pair it up with all of your favorite hooks berkeley stunner is probably my favorite choice in the winter time because it does have that slow sink to it as opposed to a suspend all the time um Comes with Berkeley Fusion 19 hooks on it, size 6, super sharp. This is a Tennessee Shad, and I love this color in just about every single condition there is to catch largemouth and smallmouth up here in the north. I'm sure they'll catch spots down south as well. But um, Tennessee Shad, Phenom Shad, Yellow Perch, depending on the lake you're on, you can't go wrong with the Stunna. And then, of course, you know, finally, the Vision 110. It's a staple. Everybody throws it. Always replace the hooks. I personally actually really like these hooks until they bend out, but you're almost guaranteed to lose a really big fish if you keep the stock hooks on this. Split rings are good. Uh, This is GG Deadly Black Shad. It's probably my absolute favorite jerkbait color in cold water for whatever reason. At the slightest movement, that foil, the GG finish, the foil will just grab their attention and give it one hard twitch and a lot of times it's on that pause and it rolls back and forth that shimmy on the gg just really really gets those fish fired up it's a great small mouth color i've caught a lot of large mouth on this color as well sunny conditions foiled baits you can't beat them and if there's one one ten you need in your box it's the gg deadly black shad now in setups um there's been a couple that i've used over the years i'm going to use my personal setup now I use a tutula sv70 bait casting reel and uh seven to one or eight to one gear ratio and i use the alpha angler slasher to throw my jerk baits now there are a lot of lower cost options out there. You can really find like six foot ten or seven foot medium, medium light, extra fast tip. You want to make sure it has a nice parabolic bend. I believe Eva Garcia Veritas has a decent option and really any seven to one, eight to one gear ratio reel. Now with jerk bait fishing, line matters, right? The stiffer your line, the less action in the bait. The Lighter your line, the deeper it's going to go, but you might break fish off. So in the wintertime when the water is really cold, you can get away with a lighter line. Eight-pound, ten-pound test That's going to help that bait get down even deeper, and it's going to give it more action. As you start warming up and the fish slide up into those pre-spawn areas in the upper 40-degree water column, you can start messing around, changing out your hooks, go to like a size bigger to make that bait sink a little bit, go... To a size smaller, take a treble hook off, make it rise a little bit, fish it a little shallower, go a little bit heavier of line so it doesn't sink as fast or it rises a little quicker. So and that's when I'll start throwing out like 12 and 14 pound test is when I see the fish are getting real shallow and I still want an aggressive jerk bait action. You can't sleep on these three jerk baits there's a lot of other really really good ones like the six Sense provoke or jackal rearrange the rearrange i normally won't pick up until the water temps get a little bit higher um, once you pass 50 degrees but we're talking about water around 40 degrees so 40 to 50 degrees the next bait is a tried and true staple There's been Bassmaster Classics one on it. You've heard Ike scream, you know, DT in his face. And we're talking about the DT Rapala DT series in six and eight. Um, Really, the only color that you need, in my opinion, is Demon when the water is that cold, 40 to 50 degrees. Um, It's just a staple. It catches a lot of big bass. But if you're seeing fish eat a lot of shad and you know they're not on crawfish or crayfish, or anything like mud bugs then you might want to go to like um a shad color or a paired shad or something along those lines of silvers yellows and chartreuses on the belly um you're going to get a lot of bites throwing this as well especially the water is really clear uh, you could never bet against a good shad pattern now crankbait rod right like go out and buy a bunch of different crankbait rods there's a ton of good ones i tend to lean composite or glass currently i'm on the glass train Um, alpha angler makes a rebound which is a seven foot glass rod s glass has a really deep parabolic bend so really like that fish when they eat that bait you you don't feel them thump it even though the rod is super sensitive so sometimes you do what happens is that rod is a reactionary rod so When that fish bites it, you'll actually feel the rod tip load, and then you just sweep into him. That fish already has it down his throat or on the side of the face, and you're probably not going to lose too many fish throwing a structural grade glass rod. A lot of great composite rods I've thrown. The Dobbins Fury, I believe it's a 735 CB. That's also a great rod. Um, Daiwa makes some good glass crankbait rods. Trying to think of... If there was another one that I really, really liked in the past. Oh, Quantum. I don't think it's Quantum anymore. Lose will also have the KVD series. All their glass rods, which are structured towards throwing crankbaits. So you can never go wrong with a KVD series Lose cranking rod. Gear ratio is going to be like a 6-3 to 1, maybe even a 5-8 to 1. Um, right now I'm throwing it with an SLX MGL so I can cast these little balsa baits a really long distance and I'm throwing them on 8 and 10 pound test. Sometimes 12 if I'm up in like 2 to 3 foot of water and I'm just grinding that bill away. Um, that's when I'll go a little bit heavier line. But if I need to get down to 8 foot and it's like pea gravel, I might throw it on like 10 or even 8 to really get it down there. You do risk breaking more fish off, but I do feel like you get deeper And you're going to get more bites because that bait is getting deeper and it's running more true on a lower line. So you can never bet against a DT really any time of the year, but specifically balsa wood in that 40 to like low 40 to upper 40 degree water never count out a dt Rapala dt6 or eight you can even get away with the 10 but my two favorite that i've caught a ton of fish on are rapala sizes dt6 DT eight, and i really feel like these two colors right here are the only colors you need okay the third one a couple years ago found a really special place in my heart thanks to bailey and now it is something that i always have tied on in the springtime um It's a flat side crankbait made by Berkeley. We're going Fritz side. And basically, the only size in it that I throw religiously is the seven. I've caught a lot of fish on the five and the nine as well. Just something about the seven, it's the perfect size. I think it's a little over like two and a half or two and three-quarter inches. And as you can tell, this one's missing an eye. It's got a bunch of chew marks on it. And the two colors that I throw almost extensively is like this red craw. This one's got some chew marks on it as well. When I get out to the Finger Lakes, Red Crawl, and this one's called Cream Pie, um, 8 to 10 pound test. I'll actually throw this more. I want to throw it on a more of like a composite style rod. So my favorite rod right now is the Alpha Angler Slasher Light, which is a rod meant to throw lighter jerk baits, but it also excels really great. With throwing these flat sides, it's six foot ten. It's like a medium action with a really light S glass tip to it, with more of like a graphite style butt. So it loads really well. It's extremely sensitive. You can cast really well because it is a flat side SLX MGL or Corrado MGL um, six three to one or seven to one when the water starts to warm up a little bit. Uh, when you pause the frit side, like you're taking it off a of rocks or hit structure, and you pause it. This bait does rise, if I remember correctly, relatively slowly. I haven't thrown it like eight months, so pardon me there. Um, but the side reds, there's like four or five other colors that are really good depending on the forage. Bluegill, um, the chartreuse black one, I've caught a lot of fish on. But if there's two that I had to choose, it's gonna be this uh, red craw, which I think is like a Rayburn red. And then, like I said, cream pie. I love this color now the next two baits are actually in my boat in storage at the moment i gotta go empty on my boat i keep saying that i just haven't had time to do it so i brought it up here on omnia so the first bait that i'm going to talk about that i have to go over to rapala on rapala omnion is the jackal tn60 50 and 70 but for purposes here i'm just bringing up the tn60 because they're all great sizes that's the size that i throw The absolute most Um, colors is like crawfish, anything shad, sexy shad, black gold, uh, chartreuse black. Find your favorite trap color. This one excels at like yo-yoing and snapping out of grass. It has a tungsten lip on it. They have the standard rattle and then they have the disc knocker version. Both work great depending on the conditions and what the fish want. So I always try to have both tied on along with, I'm going to give an honorable mention here, a striking Red Eye Shad 2-Tap. I believe, yeah, it's a 2-Tap in um, the Rayburn Red. That's the only, like, I only throw rail traps in lipless crankbaits probably two to three weeks out of the year until I go out smallmouth fishing in the TN60 it's great if you ever pay attention to my social media you see that a couple of years ago i put up a few reels throwing a tn60 uh the one lake i had almost a 28 pound bag throwing the jackal tn60 on the spring a couple of years ago it just catches really big ones and you can rip it on the yo-yo technique and kill it rip it kill it and just rip it out of that grass sometimes double pump it and you'll feel it as it's dropping that fish will just load on it now you do want a longer rod. And everyone that I've talked to lately is we're like 710, 711, 8 foot. I haven't gotten on that train yet. Alpha Angler makes a Meg rebound that's like 710, I believe. That might be a rod that I'm thinking about grabbing for this spring, but currently throwing on a 7 foot 2 medium heavy chatterbound. Um, that rod seems to work really well for keeping them pinned deep parabolic. It's also an S glass rod. But it's super sensitive, so when you rip that trap, you can feel it vibrate. There's been a lot of rattle trap designed rods that I've thrown in the past, and they just felt dead. And I feel like a bait that omits as much noise and chaos as a rattle trap is, I want that feedback in the rod. Because you can tell if you're ripping it out of grass, if you have a fish on when you're ripping, or the bait's fouled. So you want to make sure if you're going to fish a composite rod, or a glass rod. If you're on the high end spectrum of glass, it's super sensitive. If not, go down to a composite rod because it's going to have more graphite uh, properties to it and it's going to be much more sensitive. So you can feel that rattle trap rip. The chatterbound for me is great. Uh, eight to one gear ratio, 15 pound fluorocarbon of your choice. And I think that's the perfect trap setup. Now, the one thing too with the red eye shad is that's more of a wind it lipless crankbait for me. So I've That's why I wanted to bring it up here. That one you can kind of pull through shell, pull through muck, pull through sand, rock, and you kind of just grab, like rattle it, kind of slight rod tip pulls to make that baby move. You're going to get a lot of bites on that two tap red eye shad as well and never sleep on the regular. But I really like the two taps because I feel like everyone just throws the really loud obnoxious rattle traps. So I want to give it a little bit more of a subtle hint when it's out there casting and ripping that thing. So if everyone you can hear them from a mile away. If it's flat calm I want something that goes tick, 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 tick. Right behind them. Because it's a little bit different sound frequency. You might be able to get that bass to fire up that lateral line. Especially in the colder water. And come check out what's different. And get on it really quick and easy. So. <clears throat> the next bait here we're going to talk about. Is not a hard bait. We are going over. As long as it loads here. Yep. We are going to go over and we're going to talk about a wire bait that works really well. In my opinion, this is going to be going into more muddy cloudy water situations. You always need to have a spinner bait tied on. I do prefer like a a double Colorado for this time, but Booyah covert here makes a willow blade Colorado blade that works really well. Uh, You have the JC special, And the white silver scale, which are about the two that I will always throw when the water is really cold, especially in the double Colorado blade, you can wind that baby really slow, put a big swim bait trailer on the back of it, and just let it ride subsurface, creep it in along, and you would be surprised how many big bass will bite that, even up here in the Northeast. Um, It doesn't have to be a Booyah, Booyah Covert Colorado blade spinnerbait. You can go find your favorite one. This is just my preference. Uh, There was one spring about two years ago that I couldn't put it down. Every time I seen the throat, I'd catch a a three-and-a-half or four-pounder with a big kai like a 4.3 or 4.8 or a rage swimmer on the back of that thing and just slowly swimming at subsurface. And some of the fish that bit it were unreal. And it awoken my eyes to the Booyah spinnerbait. I've always been like a big War Eagle, mega bass fan. But there's something special about the Booyah Covert Spinnerbait when that water is in that more, mid forty degrees. Th- do throw it on the Chatterbound again, uh, a seven one or six three to one gear ratio reel, 17 seventeen pound fluorocarbon, because it's a big bait, half ounce three quarters. So you got to keep that thing there, real underneath the surface, because if you get it too high, they're not going to want to chase. So. That's so why i like the colorado blades you're able to slow that spinner bait down with a big profile a big meal for these bass and just keep it right there and almost hover it in their face as you're slowly turning that reel handle and they just come unglued on it so if you want to catch more bass when the water is in that 40 degree range. Make sure you check out these top five baits for me personally. When I'm out fishing, when I'm out guiding, these are what my clients are going to have tied on. And I forgot to mention this at the beginning of the show. If you've listened this far in, as always, all the links are going to be down below in the description. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it's in the description. If you're here on YouTube, it's down in the description. And also, They're all linked over to Omnia, so you can save 10% by punching in the code down there below. And I hope everyone has some great success this year when fishing in this water around the 40 to low 40 to upper 40 degree range. If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. List down below maybe what some of your favorite hard baits or baits are in general for this water tap for power fishing. And if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is, and if it allows you to leave a review, please do so. We greatly, we greatly appreciate everyone who tunes in on a weekly basis. And until next Saturday, we will see you then.